great movie. I, yeah, I, I, got, my, I got the bit. My favorite Christmas movie, Bruce. That's... That's not crazy, dude. We Elf can have awesome. a debate about this if you want. It's clearly the Santa Claus. <laughs> it's And it's not close. And, and actually, not that's not even second. Elf isn't even second. Christmas Vacation second? No. Oh, Elf might not even be third. <laughs> I was going to say Polar Express. Actually, Christmas Vacation might be third. You're putting Elf at four? I might be putting Elf at four. That's actually Where are you putting the Santa Claus, first of all? I think it's borderline top five. Let's go check. Okay, I'll accept that. Santa actually. Claus two. What what do you think, Gia? What's your opinion? Of like the Santa, the Santa Claus? Claus? Nineteen ninety nine Santa Claus? Yeah, it's probably it's top five. Sorry, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I think it's top five. five. I think okay. it's five. Right. Elf, Vacation, Home Alone, Polar Express, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. You have Polar Express below Christmas Vacation? That's insane. Dude, Dude I, can I, I just say that I, I'm so excited to do Christmas movies? Hey, That will be fun. I'm I so ge- I'm so genuinely excited. I was thinking about it the other day while I was editing it. I don't remember which episode I was editing. but um, I just... Go ahead. Aaron, I need to say while we're on Polar Express, because I've always thought this, I don't know if I vocalize it to you or not, the guy on top of the train reminds me of your dad so much. <laughs> he I, does I, give you, Bones energy. you said it before, he gives off Bones energy, it looks nothing like my dad. I, I'll, I don't I'll know. have to rewatch. But I, get the, I get Bones vibes when I watch it. If your dad gets a little bit, uh, gets older, a little bit more disheveled, and a little, maybe a smidge chubbier, a smidge in the cheek, like in the I don't know. It was he, maybe I'm forget, remembering right. I feel like I remember his face being just slightly, slightly chubby. I'd have to, I'd have to look at some, some flabby. He's cheeks. got rosy like, cheeks. I mean, come on. He had some <laughs> flappy cheeks. Is what I remember. It's bones, come on. Hey, it's bones, dude. By the way, great story. He was he was hyped about the uh, the clip that we put up on Instagram. Did <laughs> he was hyped. it's it's up. By the way, did make sure he listens to that. Oh no, I, I sent it to him immediately. He loved it. He listened to the town. I, I, I don't think he, oh no, he didn't listen to the actual podcast. You gotta make sure he listens. To I, I I will. Unfortunately, he is in Alaska right now. So oh shit, he's he a, he's on a he's on a nice fishing trip. He's gonna bring back some salmon. Yeah. Shit, I'm, no, he's it, it's actually kind of cool. He's in he's at this like fishing place that is you can only access it access the lodge by boat or plane. Damn. There is no land access. Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. He's flying in one of those planes that lands on the water. It's badass. Yeah, fuck. That's wild. But also very bones. Uh, yeah. Super bones. Su- uh, it's pretty on. badass. It's bones. Soup's bones. Soup's, Soup's bones. Soup's bones. Pretty yeah. badass. But yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway, guys, let's... Excited about Christmas movies. Let, yeah. Let's get in to today's movie. Uh, it is... How does one describe this film... Cultural phenomenon, low key. I would argue so, for sure. It took over public discourse uh, and just caught fire in a very unique way. I know technically it is an already existing IP, but it felt very different than what we've been getting from existing IPs. It did feel very original. Yeah, it's really not like them making like a Power Rangers movie. You know, it's mm, it feels very unique. In, in a way, because there's never been like a mainstream piece of Mar- Barbie media, you know what I mean? Like there was, well, this, there, there's been like 45 movies. Well, I understand. I that's why I said Animated. mainstream. That's why I said mainstream. <laughs> the I remember watching some of those movies with my sister as a kid. They they're they're like they're made for TV movies. Like it's not anything yeah. special. <laughs> Straight yeah. to DVD, bargain bin at Walmart, like. You bargain know. bin baby yeah the 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 two dollar section that your mom's like you could pick out two and you're like two that's awesome mm-hmm. you know what i mean though just, like just it's, counts as one it's yeah it's the two in the one movie <laughs> like you get yeah, good, yeah, yeah. you get goodfellas and um fuck what's the other the departed <laughs> <laughs> on, on one one dvd yeah yeah, yeah. all right so we kind of just gave it away, and you yeah. probably saw the title on the on the episode well, yeah, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it's Barbie, hailing from director writer director Greta Gerwig, her third feature film after um, 
Lady Bird and Aaron's favorite movie of all time, Little Women. Boo! Little Women. <laughs> it was um, not good. She comes out with Barbie, which was good. It was uh, excellent. Her biggest movie to date, a stat cast, uh, a very unique film, uh, and an incredible color palette that actually caused an international pink paint shortage. Uh, hilarious. Um, a a an actor that I've never seen so committed to the bit during a press tour in Ryan Gosling. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw any of his interviews, but they were just so funny. Like, he is in character as Ken. Like, imagine what Elvis Butler did, but doing it sarcastically. It was, <laughs> that's what it was for, like, six weeks of Ryan Gosling just being, like, like a reporter being like, can you just explain what the Barbie movie is really about? And he'd just be like, I want to dare Ken explain the Barbie movie. And then just, like, not answering the question at all. <laughs> um, amazing. Uh, his... I don't know if you guys saw his GQ Ken Sentials video. Mm -hmm. Top tier. Um, real funny stuff. This the whole thing was just fun to watch. Like I, I saw a lot of people that I know that aren't movie people, like getting into it, going to the theaters, dressing up, following it online. Um very very fun to see. So I, I wanted to get into that before we get into the actual movie thing. I want to hear about your guys' Barbie experiences as well. You hit it first, Gio. You go for it. Me, me. Yeah, uh, I get, like I told you guys, I watched uh, the Barbenheimer. I did, I did the Barbenheimer experience. So I went Oppenheimer first, then we had a little bit of a picnic, and then I uh, went into Barbie. <laughs> and uh, again, packed theater, sold out for sure. Not everyone was wearing pink, no question. Uh, everyone was laughing the whole time. Like every joke landed in that in, in that <laughs> auditorium. Oh yeah. Uh, it was fantastic energy, fantastic hype, and then. So I obviously saw that with uh, with Juge, and then uh, I think a week later, I think last week, sometime like Thursday or something, uh, went to see it at the Dolby Cinema in uh, at the AMC in uh, Puente Hills, in Puente Hills, I, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At the Dolby, there was like a new Dolby Cinema that they had, and that was went alone, obviously for science, and uh, <laughs> you know just got to test, just got to take it, take it for a spin, you know, take the take the projectors for a spin, feel it out. They Obviously, our rookies because they fud <laughs> they totally fucked up the uh, the alignment of the uh, of the projectors because Dolby Cinema, in case you guys don't know, they, they run two projectors in there so that they can get a more clear, saturated image. It's still digital, but yeah, that's their thing and whatever. And they got the sound system too. It's not just the projectors, but uh, you have to align those things. And obviously, these guys were new. I noticed <laughs> that they were new because hadn't been in a twenty. Hills uh, before they there was never Adobe Cinema there, so I was like, oh, and mm -hmm. yeah, it was misaligned for like the first I want to say ten minutes. That's annoying crazy. as fuck. Annoying as fuck. I gotta say, and uh, then it finally realigned, and I, yeah, it salted that experience at least a little bit. Still <laughs> enjoyed the movie. Uh, the cinema it was a little bit later showing, so, so you know, cinema wasn't as hyped. Uh, still plenty of energy though, and yeah, it was a great time. Time. Awesome. Hey, Puente hey. Hills, step it the fuck up. Is all I'm You're saying. telling me, yeah. Hey, get it together. I'm, yeah, what the, what's going on, guys? We'll, we'll reach out. Rookies. We'll reach out. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So my my viewing experience was so I saw it at the lo you know local theater, uh, the day after it came out. So the or I believe or I guess two days technically if you want to count the Thursday viewing, uh, like the you know whatever. Uh, so I saw it on Saturday, uh, two days after release. Um, I, I personally really liked it. Um, I, I wasn't, sh it was one of those movies that like I needed to process more to decide if I liked it or not, or not liked it or not, but like, but, but like, <laughs> but like how much I liked it, you know, uh, like I, I knew that I liked it going out of the theater, but there were some like problems with the movie that I needed to think on further. Um, a few a, a few things <laughs> a few things was it, specifically. Was it the women in our leading there, there, role? There was too many women. Um, <laughs> there was a lot. There was just a lot of women. You know, I, I just I feel like if we're gonna make an inclusive movie, uh, there's gotta we need, be more, we need more men. There's there should be we a couple. Much, I mean, there should be a couple more men, right? Like there could be more. There could be more women. But yeah, like, you know. no, we, we yeah we need more white men for believability. Well, that's know? what I'm saying. 
<laughs> that you sounds crazy me. if you say you're telling me. <laughs> Make that no, a but but in all seriousness, I, I did have I did have a few problems with the movie. Uh less than uh less definitely than I came out of the, the theater with. I think I was like overthinking a few aspects of the movies, which I tend to do um in a few places. But to get this out of the way, Spencer mentioned it before. Uh loved Ladybird. Ladybird is yeah. On Great my year. like top ten list for that year, I can't remember off the top of my head what year that was. Uh, that's I 17? believe it. No, 17? no, it was it was 18? later than that. Sixteen, seventeen. I thought it was sixteen. Six, sixteen Six, is not later than seventeen. I thought. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I, th- I thought you said thirteen. My bad. My bad. No, seven. Yeah, seventeen. It's, it's, 17, it, whatever. Right. Whenever it was, right? One of my favorite yeah. movies for that year for sure. Really liked it. Uh, Swarsa Ronan, if that's how you pronounce her name. Um, really good in that. Um, Unfortunately, I saw Little Women after that. Uh, that movie was fucking atrocious. I'm sorry to say. I really did not like that movie at all. I thought it was beyond boring. I was bored to tears throughout the entire entirety of that movie. I I, I don't know. It, it, it's just not for me, I guess. But regardless, uh, just an absolutely boring movie. Uh, so going into Barbie, I was like, I guess that's why I'm explaining this is to give context of how I was going into Barbie was I was a little bit skeptical because I really hated little women, but I really loved Lady Bird. So it's like, you know, you're talking like a, like an eight, nine out of 10 and then like a three out of 10, you know what I mean? And then, then obviously those are the only two movies I've seen by, I think I saw one of her short films as well. I can't remember which one though, but yeah, so We'll we'll get into my problems later though. We don't have to we don't have to dive right into that. We don't have to dive right into that. We can get some positives first. I like to keep it light. Like yeah. Keep it light. Well, <laughs> speaking of positives, my biggest positive from this movie, it's a simple one, just how freaking funny this movie is. Like I was laughing, mm-hmm. beginning to end, almost nonstop. Like this is just a pure great hilarious comedy. The lines yeah. are amazing. The characters are hilarious. So many bits, just like constant bits throughout the movie. I loved, I think the the movie is getting some, I mean, it just happens where you get flack from like some dudes who are just like, this movie is anti-men and uh, I'm mad that it made fun of men. Everything's yep. political, <laughs> but it was funny. Like the, the guitar bit was hilarious. Uh, what, a, what an insane like, like thing to stand on to, because yeah. if you actually pay attention to the movie's messaging it's like, you know, nobody that. should have it's to hide that. behind hide anyone else like and and think that they're the second banana to a a Barbie and Ken in their life. It's that everyone should feel like they're the quote-unquote main character to be like Gen X of me. But it, it's it's like it, you, did you are you so dense that you really didn't get the only part of the theme that they didn't like shove down your throat in the movie? Like what? <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like I guess they didn't shove it down the throat, but it's not like it was that hidden. Like the no, not at all. What I would say is like one of maybe my favorite scene in the movie, which is with Rhea Perlman. Um, it's the final like real heart to heart between the Barbie creator and Barbie. In that like very, the only way I could describe it is vibey. That very like pink blue kind of like soft color, almost like paintbrush type backdrop. Um, with that beautiful song, they had that real heart to heart, and then dropped. My favorite line of "We mothers stand still, so our daughters can turn back to see how far they've come." Where like mm. she she dropped that, I went fire. Like literally, like it hit. Like I was that's a freaking line right there. Mm. And then I think there's another great one in there. I don't remember as well, but it was something like um, "Humans only get one go around, but ideas are forever." Like another really like it was just a very powerful, great scene. Mm. Um, so yes, and I want to get into just all my favorite quotes and bits from that movie, but. Before I do that, we can't start off a 35mm Quantity Podcast episode without Geo doing the Nitro. Geo! Mm. Thank you, Spence. Uh, I'm glad that you remember me over here in this corner. You guys were having, <laughs> you guys were having a little bit of a moment? You guys were having a little bit of a moment? Uh, we, were, we were connecting. I miss it. Okay, then. No. Because you can color me pink and call me an ovary because we are going to Barbie land where it's all smiles all the time. Stereotypical Barbie played by Margot Robbie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. 
She's living her dream life, going to the beach, dancing, and driving the speed limit until thoughts of death trickle into her mind. Sounds like she hit puberty. Her and her boyfriend, Ken, played by the Sigma icon himself, Ryan Gosling, literally me, have to go to the real world and turn that depression into a lesson and find the girl playing with her. After a small onslaught of verbal and physical sexual abuse, we see a Barbie confront the socio-political regression she's complicit in and discover the pain and beauty of being alive in a tearjerker scene no heart could take. Ken gets red-pilled and has his own awkward own awakening before a quick Chevrolet commercial takes us back to the promised land. And that's just the first 30 minutes. Barbie movie is an onslaught of comedy and visual eye candy that can make any orthodontist moist. It's got something to offer just about everyone and it does it in style. There's no doubt Spencer is getting a Kenuff tattoo for a lucky or unlucky Barbie to find and it'll be a warm night in Texas. Life's a beach and then you die, folks, so let's not waste any more time, fellas. Okay. I have some things I'd like to address. (laughs) I don't think First of all, I did look up to see if you can get the I Am Knuff uh, hoodie that popped up during the end because it looked amazing. You can't. It's sold out. Um, yeah. <laughs> going to make very... his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to learn how to hem and stitch so I can make it happen. Um, I buy a resale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The $2,000 hoodie, that's probably like the cheapest fabric you can even imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gio, you, you touched on it so beautifully there. Uh, visually striking movie. And I think when news first dropped they're making a barbie movie i think the first question everybody's mind was how like what's the story like there really isn't i mean to my knowledge there wasn't like a written out barbie story i Uh, was just thinking that like this is that's this is such challenging material imagine that 100 you gotta make it like okay thinking about like okay maybe it's hard to think about now because again like you said it's a cultural phenomenon and i feel like it's almost like even though it's only been out for like a month maybe feels almost like ubiquitous like of course you make it like that blah blah but just getting handed that it's like like making uh i don't know fucking uh bob like a bob the builder movie well actually that's easier than barbie because it's like <laughs> there's like a story already like i don't know fucking i guess the gi joe is like comparable but you saw how that turned out like it could if, easily yeah. just be something like that yeah what if you made a movie about this microphone like that's it's kind of in that same vein there's it's just an object you hold and play mm-hmm. with there is you make up all the stories so then how do yeah. you tell one that is a very barbie feeling story and greta and gerdwig they, did it successfully run. like home run yeah home run knocked yeah. it out of the park in, in that like, regard the movie is literally perfect as like like if that's the intention and obviously it was it, it it's like essentially a perfect movie in that way mm-hmm. and at least conceptually you know what i mean it's kind of like how we talked about um where the concept is really good in in time, but the movie is shit. This is kind of the opposite of that. Where the con or not the opposite, but just like the antithesis almost. Where it's a great concept uh, from out of nowhere, but also a fucking good movie and like a feel good movie and like an, a, a funny, mm-hmm. interesting movie. On top great of that, execution. Yeah, like I have, I have no idea. I can't even remember what exactly my expectations were going into it. I guess. I was excited, but I didn't really have like expectations for it necessarily. Didn't think mm-hmm. it was gonna be terrible, but like I don't know what my expectations were, but they were blown out of the water, like out of the water, no question. Like you, I think you mentioned it. I really just forgot how funny Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are as writers. Like yeah. this, the jokes are coming at you a mile a minute, and I love it. But I love it. It's it's great, and I guess I could see how it might be too much for some people. But like I loved it. I love that. It was hilarious to me. I don't know. I was it, it the jokes were getting me. Yeah. I, th- I mean the jokes are just so like some they they do almost like that like early two thousands Will Ferrell, Adam McKay type typewriting, uh where they're like go back and forth between super sharp commentary and just like the goofiest thing you can imagine. Like the the line of like and the Nobel Prize for horses goes to Ken, and then like all the yeah. Kens, like, like, and then the other like, you're not even welcome in my Mojo Dojo Casa house, like, just like those kind of mm. like super weird lines. But then you have the other sharp ones of like, you've never seen The Godfather? No, <laughs> can you start the movie over and just talk over and explain to me? Like, really, <laughs> like good stuff like that too. And mm. that's just like that's a very unique 
you know, it's kind of crazy because like, I think there's a, a huge group of people in like the film Twitter world and then also some co- like directors from that era who are like, oh, you don't get those like throwback early 2000s style comedies anymore. But low-key, this kind of was in that vein, like coming from a different angle, but it was the yeah. same style. This is no, you said this is comedy with a capital C. Okay, no question. It wears it on its like the, you can't even like like you said like people have been saying that for forever. Like there's no more comedies like big big comedies blah blah. This is comedy with a capital C. This yeah. is and it's with the biggest one of the year, biggest movie of the year. That's great. That's great. Yeah. 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 Was a, what if there's a beach there? You'll need a professional in that. Like <laughs> so many, so many great bits. It's so fun to see Ryan Gosling in this vein of just like, so fun. I know we've all seen it and loved it in the nice guys. It was a Barbie oh, yeah. King movie night. If you guys remember, and I'm sure we all watched on our own. Um, but that's what I was most pumped for. Cause I was actually, mm-hmm. I ended up following this pretty closely before it came out. Like I was reading all the reviews um, coming out of like the festivals. There was like Ryan Gosling Oscar hype for best supporting actor, wow. which while he was great, I'd probably walk that back a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, come on. But he was hilarious. And so I saw that, and then they released clips um, in addition to the trailer. So I think the the trailer of the 2001 Space Odyssey spoof, I was like, that's awesome. Right. And then the clip uh, the clip they released ahead of time, there was two. They released the Ken song ahead of time, which was no way. really funny. They did. They did. Um, the whole thing? At, at the very least, like... I kind of think it did because they had the like the, the like the bicep flex one, and then it had the uh, one where he's like strolling through. Like it had a lot of the shots. It felt like, and then they also at the point I was worried that they were releasing too much because they also released the clip of when he runs into the fake wave and knocks them off. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, "Will I have time to heal? Don't worry, Ken, you'll bounce back." In fact, in the time I said that sentence, you healed completely. Nice, like that <laughs> that scene. They let that one go too. So. I, I had that concern of like, have they shown too much? Because like everything they've shown, I've loved, but did they just show all the good parts? And they saw, I was like, no, <laughs> they barely uh, scraped the surface. Like, there's so much to do here. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just fucking jam packed, and it is like not just for kids; it's for the whole family. I don't know. I love all the yeah. adult themed jokes, and fellas, I'm going to say something controversial. That, well, it's not controversial to me, but I know it'll be controversial to you guys. It reminded me of the Cat in the Hat, with how it balances. Aaron, you got it from me. How it balances the adult theme jokes, and it is truly for the whole family. All right, this is perfection in that sense. All right, I'm gonna say Uh, that, and I'm gonna stand by it. All right, you can you can call my lawyer. Talk to your yeah. My people will get in touch with your people. Uh, Yeah, I'll have a subpoena to your house like probably Friday. (laughs) That, well, it'll be thrown out. God, Gio. It's, it's going to be an open and shut. I okay. can't wait I can't... for the Cat in the Hat episode. Can I just say that? It's... I just what? want to say, in case Greta Gerwig does listen to this, Greta, I would never denigrate your film like Gio just did. You made something incredible. And I would listen, never compare it to such listen, a flaming pile of shit that is the This isn't a prosecution, okay? This isn't a prosecution. You don't have to prove anything. It's just a denial, okay? <laughs> That's a quote directly. Hey, he's just making sure when Greta Gerdwig sees this that she knows that while I hated Little Women, I would never compare that or any other film to The Cat and that. Any uh, other she she's, very, she's a very talented filmmaker. She's she very talented. Yeah, she's talent, she's, she's, she has talent, doing direction, actually, you know, she would actually, a, a well-thought-out uh, story, me, good visuals, no, you know, just whatever. Has She made a movie instead of a mockery yes. of, like, a, a great easily, performances from her cast. Great agree performances from me. her cast. Um, but, no, you know, she wouldn't. Let's get her, you know what, let's get her on the me. show. Let's get her on the show. We'll yeah, talk about it. Let's get her on the phone. Why not just call her? Hey, Jill, can you get, you got her number on dial, right? Just give her a call real quick. Easy. Easy. Add her to the Discord. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Greta, can you no Greta not through Chrome? Download the app. No, no, no you got to download, download the app. app. Yeah, you you download I'm so app. I'm so mad at you about that. I'm so mad. I'm mad at. Why are you mad at me? Because who, who who goes through fucking Chrome to use Discord? Gino also goes through Chrome. Do you, do, when you were did. at school, did you use Zoom through Chrome too? What are you, are you psychopath? Probably for like the first couple of times. I remember. I think I may have. God, I hate like, I hate you. 
I hate you. <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I am whatever. very annoyed that you didn't just fucking get the app like an adult. I'm very annoyed that you didn't tell me to. Well, I didn't think that. Why not? Think that I was again, Geo's so, also been going through Chrome, and you're not saying anything to him. Geo, I'm also, record, I'm also playing, upset about you're you. playing favorites I, again. I, I no, because I, you were I, the guinea pig. I think pig. this is on you. I think this is actually on you because it was not told. But are you, are you gonna are you gonna blame the child because you didn't tell him to get to not <laughs> get fired? Look, if you're um, gonna when it be comes to the technology, about, I guess you guys are the children. I'm my, my bad. Also, if you're going to be adamant about us using Discord, you should tell us the best ways to use Discord. Where are the best practices? The best, the best way to use it? I didn't even know you could use it on Chrome. That's how far away we are right now. Is I didn't even know that that was an <laughs> option. I didn't know that you guys... I didn't know that that was an option to use it on Chrome because I never even thought to do that. I just thought to download it. Like, are you using Spotify through Chrome on your computer? I don't use Spotify, so... Okay. No, uh, uh, Spotify had the app, but I don't listening to Spotify on my laptop. Yeah, but because we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Barbie movie. Not the Cat in the Hat movie. We're here to talk about the Barbie movie. And how, I guess, I wouldn't say polarizing. Because most people that are rational are on board with it. There's just a very, there's a a subset of very insecure men that are getting their feelings hurt about it. Um, And it sucks for them because they're actually missing out on some really funny stuff. Um, Yeah, honestly. mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I... I think because this movie is so funny, I kind of want to take some time to just talk about our favorite bits. If you don't want to, we don't have to. I know there are other elements we can get into as well. I, I've got a I've got a great one to start us off. Start you guys us go, off you guys the 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 bit that killed me and had me dying by far the most was at the end when he's like, "Yeah, I kind of like just fell out of the whole patriarchy th- patriarchy thing after I found out it wasn't really about horses." That shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's such. It was such a well delivered line, well written. There was like, there was little like threads of that sewn throughout the whole fucking movie. It was so funny. Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite bit, or really bits, is literally every single time that Alan was on screen. Every single, <laughs> I fucking love Alan. every single Michael, Sarah, Alan, just any time. Every time he was on screen instant laugh out of me every he might, time he might have been born for that role i'm gonna be honest literally yeah, literally you guys went out fun fact huh born for the role not the first person offered the role correct wow. who was who's the first person offered the role wow is it worth it trying to guess or is it too obscure I, for question i, I mean yeah. it depends already, do you think we can get up. it i already gave up uh, okay <laughs> yeah I, aaron for sure knows who the actor is but also aaron's bad at actor names so it's probably not worth it true the first person offered the role who accepted it and was going to do it before a scheduling conflict came up is jonathan groff uh, there's he, no way i would have got that in a million yeah. years i thought you were gonna uh, say i think we're gonna say uh fucking what, what's the guy's name something long Justin, Justin Long. Justin Long. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Justin could, Long when you said could that. That could have been interesting. That's what I'm yeah. saying. What was the guy's name, Spencer? Yeah. I, wanted, I want to see what this guy looks like. Jonathan Groff, who is the lead actor in Mindhunter. What? He was Did offered and accepted the role. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was also the lead actor in uh, Knock, uh, Knock at the Cabin, the last M. Night Shyamalan movie. In case oh. you... I didn't see it, but I know like yeah. the act. I could tell you didn't miss much. I did see it. It was, was tough. Kind of <laughs> I was kind of excited. I, I like I a, I'm an M Night Shyamalan defender. I don't know why, but I am. What? Uh, what? Wait, wait, no, no, no. We got to hold on. Pause on that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. I, I can tell you why, and I, I think you understand. It's actually not because of his work. I just really like him as a person. He's a super sweet guy, and he went on Norm Macdonald's show and did an interview, and it was hilarious. And so I just want what's best for him. Well, I'm never going to log on him as a person. I mean, he's just, he's got to be the most interesting case study of all time. If I was a psychologist, I would, I would study (laughs) him because, because the man made the sixth sense, Spencer, and then he forgot how to make movies. Oh, no, 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 Aaron, I can, I I can solve it right now. I can solve M. Night Shyamalan right now. Go ahead. Stop, stop writing your own scripts and just focus on shooting the movie. He, he's still good visually. He cannot write to save his life, and he needs to just... Here's the thing, Knock Out the Cabin was a horrible script, and he took over what was originally a script that made on the blacklist. So it was a great script, he took it over, rewrote it all, made it horrible, incomprehensible dialogue that's always missing, and then it's a bad movie. But if he would just do what he should do, just take take a script that's good, 
and then go and make a nice visual out of it, he'd be a good director again. Not a great director, but he'd be a good director again. You know what? It's just he kind of reminds me, me. M. Night Shyamalan kind of reminds me, it just popped in my head because you just mentioned it, kind of reminds me of the way that Norm MacDonald is. in the way, Not in the sense of like greatness, in the sense of Norm MacDonald is not afraid to say a bad joke because he likes it. He, he if he know even if he knows it's gonna fall flat, he'll still say it. Okay, he'll so, still say it. M Night Shyamalan yeah. doesn't seem like he, like he's made bad movies. Like he does just but, he keeps going. He just Spencer, keeps going. Spencer, Spencer, to counteract your point, he wrote The Sixth Sense. Uh, look, you could fall off. He needs to stop writing. I I don't want to tell you. Like, go see Knock at the Cabin and tell like me I'm he, wrong. Like he, he wrote writing signs signs over like, two decades. Like okay, okay, but but I'm, but what I'm saying is like it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like it, he's yeah. such an interesting person because it's like you you have this skill. It's like okay, here, here's the exact situation that this is, right? You go to a steakhouse, right? It's this famous chef. You get a steak from great steak. You go back two years later, and the steak's fucking garbage. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That, do, that doesn't happen <laughs> unless there's something like wrong with the person, unless they're like a drug addict or like. Or, or something crazy happened in their life. Their wife dies or something. Like, did, did he have some, like... I, I think he had to have, like, hit his head or something. He had to have done something. <laughs> it, it's it's the most interesting case study that I would never do because I don't want to put the time into it. But it's so interesting. I... I hear you. I understand you. Gio is getting really into Norm MacDonald. And I we need to dedicate some time to that because I've been a huge Norm MacDonald fan for years. <laughs> and I can't, this makes me so excited. So, Gio, building on what you said, I have some fun Norm McDonald stories for you. Uh, one of them <laughs> would be, he hour. went, Norm McDonald <laughs> hour. He did, Gio's 100% right. No, when there are some comedians who are like, I don't care, and they actually do care, Norm McDonald actually does not care. He went up and did a show. Like, usually he crushes, he's a big name in comedy. Um, was, R.I.P. Uh, was a huge name of comedy. Usually when he did shows, standing ovations would crush it. But he's also a very particular type of comedy. So sometimes he would bomb. And he would go out there and he would bomb. And whenever he would bomb, the show would end and he would actually go outside to the front and he would shake the hand of every audience member that walked out because he loved how uncomfortable it made them. Because they just watched this man stand on the stage to nothing for an hour, hour and a half. And then they'd come out and he'd be like, Hey, thanks for coming to the show. Really appreciate your support. And like, <laughs> that's such a Norm McDonald thing. Um, another one I heard was that I heard that Tom Segura came in and told this that um, he and Norm were smoking a joint in the car before a show. And Norm got like so baked, went on stage, talked about nothing except for the Coke can that he was holding for about 20 or 30 minutes and just killed only talking about the coke can <laughs> stoned out of his mind like he's awesome Man. all the oj stuff is hilarious like oh, that yeah. whole that whole saga of just literally getting fired for oj jokes and like never <laughs> stopping like it's amazing jill you, you gotta watch mh chamon's interview on there because like, i just put it on my watch later yeah it's so fun it's so great it, you'll come onto my side of like i just want him to do well like i i know he's not good anymore but i just want him uh -huh. to do well yeah no i i get you and you know what uh this that reminds me of um uh of obviously that just, just to bring it back that reminded me of Issa yeah. ray i loved her comedic timing in this i know she has like i guess like a relatively smaller role it's it's i guess a small role but she does i think a lot with it or like the most of what she can do great comedic timing from her and i guess all of the all of like the whatever like small roles in the movie they just just really work like michael Sarah, yeah. obviously like they all just feel like great fits like don't need to do anything crazy but they just work they Kate do McKinnon. what they need to do yes yeah. she's i uh, usually yeah i usually am not a big i feel you're gonna say the same thing usually not a big Kate mckinnon guy yeah but she was really funny in this I really, she got me. She got me. Like, the, the, like those jokes that she, that, uh, that, that they gave her and like the, the stuff she really, they got me. I chuckled. I re I did. I, I, I laughed. I got laughs. I got laughs. Yeah. It, it was awesome. This, um, I mean, we talked about a little bit, but obviously like Gosling is crushing in the supporting role. Um, Will Ferrell's back. Will Ferrell was funny for the Will first Ferrell. time in like seven years. It was, it was Will nice to Ferrell. see. Oh, literally yeah. Will Ferrell. Good as, Good technically, good 
as always, uh, asterisk. Because he's coming off of definitely like a a run of like a dry uh, streak. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely oh, dry. And, Cooch is and dry. let's be clear, it's about to start again with uh, what is it? Strays, whatever this dog movie he has coming out with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Fox, come on. It's a talking dog me, movie. Come on. You're telling me you're gonna go see Strays, Aaron. God, you're gonna no. go see Strays. What? Yeah, it looks no. like off. It looks terrible. It looks yeah, no. horrible. It looks it looks and appalling. No. And also, America Ferrera. Haven't seen her in a yeah. long time. Really surprise. Really pleasant surprise. Uh, from oh, her. dude, an- another great bit. The cut to her husband going, Bolygraphos. <laughs> yeah. yeah great bit <laughs> that was awesome excellent bit oh yeah, man yeah. Not... hilarious movie everybody everybody showed up um, what do we think of Simu Lu he he silently killed it I feel like he's getting he's getting really he's getting really just glanced over and he had a bigger role than a lot of these guys that we're talking about we almost glanced over him shit thank you for bringing him up Spence yeah jeez I mean, he made me laugh in the movie, not not as much as like the rest. <laughs> but uh, he, I got some laughs out of him. It's there's been a weird thing where I can't tell how much of it is like just like social media nonsense or if it's real. But the cast is all super warm with each other. But whenever he's in there, it's like super like awkward. Um, um, did you guys you guys see probably, the clip? That's probably um, like manipulation, like, like you know, like <laughs> manipulate, you know, yeah, cherry picking. The, the big one, the did you guys see the clip of him and Ryan Gosling on the the red carpet? Um, it was really weird. Where, like Ryan Gosling, they were posing for photos separately, and then Pop Art's like, "Oh yeah, get together." And Sim Lu like came over to him, and like kind of like put his hand on Ryan Gosling's lower back, and Gosling actually backed up. and was like, "No," and so they oh, just like shit. stood there and took pictures. It was like I'll see if I can find it. It was it was a weird clip. It was, it was the way you're describing just sounds crazy. Like what? What could, yeah, that's what could crazy. that be? This sounds like I don't know. weird. I don't know. It seems like a nice guy to me. Yeah, I don't know. It seems not. maybe maybe there's something. Maybe there's something. Yeah, maybe he's like a weirdo. Yeah, I don't know. You never you know. know. Brought, yeah, he he did do well in the. I'll beat you off right now. Let's have yeah. a beach off. I'll beat you yeah. off all over this beach. Um, <laughs> that was but, a good scene. That was another great yeah. bit. No, that's yeah. another, and then uh, another Ryan Gosling interview where they asked him about. Um, what what's what what does it mean to be kenning? He just goes, you know, you're just you're kenning, you're kenning all over the place. You're, you're <laughs> kenning over everyone. Mm-hmm. You're you're kenning on each other. Yeah. Just, you just get really excited. And you just ken, and you can't help it. You know, you just ken, and you, can. you know, sometimes you can't ken, and that happens. Um, you know, that's all people. Of us. They just yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. people just can't ken. But I feel like really on this movie, you know, we we're just. Just kenning all over on each other, and it was great. <laughs> it was just like, like he so committed to the bit. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, and in roles like okay, the Ryan Gosling Ken role, like I can see, I can honestly see at least the nomination for it, but only because, or specifically because, everything else on top of like the dialogue that he had to do, like the mm. chore- the choreographed dance scenes, he killed those. <laughs> He's fucking killed. I am Ken. Oh, I'm just Ken. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. That was yeah. probably one of my favorite sequences of the year. And and, and yeah. anything. And anything. I, I'm just Ken was great. Dude, that first choreographed dance sequence, it's become it's been gift everywhere. It uh, that probably was the hardest I laughed in the theater when he's like when like gives the <laughs> chalice away. And then he's doing that dance. He's like, oh. hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. so good dude i can oh watch that on a loop for just like an hour like it's, it, it never fails to make me laugh it's great just great stuff. And before i think okay before we get away from the acting we have to acknowledge margot robbie we have to yeah of course she absolutely kills this and even more so for a character that easily could have just felt unnoted Flat. and yeah. repetitive easily this just this just shows how great of an actress she is because you could not give this to just anybody. I mean, obviously everyone was going crazy when she got casted. I, you know, this is clear choice, like whatever. Like Mara. you could not just give this to anyone because this took serious skill and she really sells it and takes the character into some like actually interesting places for at least what it is. Like she gave way more than she needed to, and it feels like everyone did as a whole. Like everyone really felt like they. 
I don't know, took it seriously in a way, not like, you know, dr- drama, but like, you know, took it seriously, like really gave it their all, you know? Yeah. And she was like, she did the perfect job within the, the funny scenes, which is most, most of it, like yeah. is hilarious. But then in the heavier scenes, like does that transition and that context switching just like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she Absolutely. does she plays like all of the scenes well, especially the ones like with like the existential crisis scenes well, you know, where she just has that like she's smiling, but she has that like the weird like eyebrow thing that you do, you know, when you're like concerned but still smiling, you know, yeah. and you're just like, it, yeah, uh, ta- but for real, talk about like born to play a role, like that's yeah. a. Like that's like the role of a lifetime for her. I feel she's like. gonna be Barbie like for the rest of her. Oh life. yeah, yeah, that yeah. that'll be a role that follows with it. it it's like, like Princess the Princess Leia. Yeah, Princess Leia, the Harry Potter like main three cast. Like you know, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be one of those where it's just a part of their career that yeah, you know, and will define I, them it, for a long time. Her, her range, not just in this movie, just her career is insane. Because think about the last big Margot movie, Margot Robbie movie, Babylon. Yeah, she's she's the highlight of that film, and oh, it's yeah. a completely different character in every possible way. Yeah, or the ice skating one where she plays like the ice skate. I Tanya, uh, I Tanya, yeah, I Tanya, I Tanya. Come on, that's a totally another in dramatic sense. That's like yeah, 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 excellent. Yeah. But I think, fellas, I think this is a great time to get into my favorite segment of the show, Aaron, the slap shot. Oh yeah, um, so so this one I had. Uh, kind of the opposite of Oppenheimer. I had an extremely easy time picking my favorite shot of this. Uh, It's, again, one of those ones where it's more of a sequence rather than um, a specific shot. But just the shots of them traveling to and from the real world were so fun. Mm. I feel like like, it, it just encapsulates everything that this movie like was trying to do. It wasn't trying to be too taking itself seriously. It was... It, it, it was fun it w- had interesting visuals bright vibrant colors everywhere you know it, it was just great i i love those sequences mm. so much it wasn't overused i could have absolutely seen it to have been like overused a bunch where they just like keep where they do the the classic like early 2000s movie thing where they have a transition scene and then they do it like six times and then they start yeah. doing it faster <laughs> yeah. because they realize yeah. they're realizing it's taking up a long yeah a long time in the in the runtime of the movie and it didn't overstay its welcome it was just fun it was it totally to me encapsulated what this movie was about and what they were aiming to make you feel in the movie you know mm. yeah no you said it i think just a quick point that just made me think i feel like what the movie does best is how fun it is and that's just like yeah. just how fun it is and how blatantly just sugary it is just how blatantly like just everything looks great and it's i don't know it's just blatantly sugary and that plays in everything playing in together and how it's executed um obviously the production design i mean that's almost like i mean everyone's been gushing about that sarah greenwood uh the production designer just did an amazing job but also the costumes the costume designer shout out to jack jacqueline uh duran i I believe was her name and these these guys are just the real uh, stars of the show. The cinematographer too, uh, Rodrigo Prito. Oh yeah, uh, just, nice. Yeah, the, the, the cinematography in this. I don't know this even more so than uh, I guess like other movies that I, I may have seen this year. Looks this movie just looks great in the theater. This looks amazing in the theater. Just looks fantastic. Yeah, and everything just really creates this world that feels rich and just beautiful. I, I don't know that little tangent there, but. Just really feels great. Oh, Spencer, you're gonna love this. I'm looking at the filmography from um, the cinematographer of this movie. I'm not gonna try it. Gio did a good job, but I don't want to butcher it after that. Yeah, um, the Irishman for sure, right? Uh, uh, I'm not seeing that on here, but I haven't gotten down that Rodrigo? far yet. Uh, no, no, it is under here. He has done mm-hmm. count them three Taylor Swift uh, music videos. Nice. Wow. Tell me which ones. Tell me um, which ones. Willow. Cardigan okay. and the Man. I'm seeing if she's done it. If he's done any more, he's done a few Jay Z. She, uh, she's doing her own stuff now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he also the DP of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Notable mention. Wow. Uh, Babel he's as a big well. Says you guy. Yeah. Babel as well. Yeah. 
uh, in Arty 2, I believe Babel is, right? Yep, in Arty mm-hmm. 2. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, be- be- uh, before we end, because we are running a little low on time, yeah. I would love to touch right. on some of my not-so-great points in the movie. Good tone. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to uh, I want to get your guys' opinion on it. So the, the one thing that I knew I didn't like coming out of the theater for sure uh, was the scene with... Um, the the actress from the real world i can't remember her name right it's like america right the actress from like mm. the real world in the movie okay her speech to the barbies at the end i understand the purpose that it served right i had a long conversation with a few people about this i understand the purpose it served and that the barbies quote unquote needed to hear it or whatever it is i i still am formally and will forever be against a movie sitting there and telling me the themes of the movie i hate it i can't fucking stand it you know, it, it's, it, it, I just, I don't know. It, it, it'd be like if Oppenheimer at the end of the movie, they were like, war is bad. And I'm like, great. Thanks. Thanks guys. Like if they had a bit, if he had a yeah. big speech about why war was bad, you don't need that. You don't need that in your movie. It's, I, I get the, I get the purpose it served here in this and why it was necessary for the plot to move forward. And the re I just, I, I, I will forever be against it. And on that principle, I have to be upset with that scene. You know what I mean? It's the principle mm-hmm. of telling instead of showing me the plot. And it, but and here's the thing that pisses me off even more about it is it did a great job at displaying all of those themes by itself. It doesn't need that. It doesn't need that at all. It's like it, mm. it, it just. Yeah. It was very. It was a very mm. disappointing scene for me because at that point in the movie, I was hooked. Like I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we're getting to the climax. This is badass. I'm having a great time. Like this is awesome. And then that scene hit, and I was just like. Uh, why would you do this to me? Because that, mm. that, another reason why I hated, or yeah, why I hated Little Women was because the Sorcerer Ronin has a big long dialogue about like, oh, well, why do I need to like marry a man to be happy? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you've gone the entire movie, like, you know, explaining these themes, exploring them, doing, at least in Barbie, doing a great job at, like contextualizing the point that you're trying to make in the themes of the movie and, and why would you want to ruin it by having one of the main characters just say the theme to the audience i i will never get over that in movies when they do that it's, it's just insane but anyway sorry i've ranted long mm. enough go ahead guys you said i know Jill is gonna disagree probably um but i would just say that barbie did it what Aaron, what you're talking about they did it great no less than like three or four scenes later um, with uh, Ruth Handler. So it, it's mm-hmm. weird of like, I agree in the sense of like, I don't like it when you're directly saying it. You need to like show it through actions and themes, which they had been doing well and then continue to do it well after. Yeah, exactly. And Jew had brought up a very good counterpoint. I'm not going to say it now because we have Jew on the call. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, I would love to hear You don't remember? Wait, what was the counterpoint? <laughs> we talked about it. That's crazy. Okay. It was literally, it was like <laughs> That's literally no less than a week ago when we were in person driving to San Diego and you talked about how the Barbies the Barbies are brainwashed, so they needed to hear it. And you That's said right. if it would if it within the context of the story is what your argument was, Aaron was saying that, well, they could have done it in a more subtle way because they had been doing that, you know, where they could they just do, do the plan. They don't need to like spend that much time explaining the reason behind doing the plan. Yeah. They, um, they don't need to have a scene that goes like, uh, like, uh, okay. Like say, say we're in the script room for this movie. Right. I think the, the, my biggest problem with it would have been, it's like, okay, we have the first two thirds of this movie that contextualize the themes of the movie perfectly and I think do a good job at framing and explaining to the audience what the director and the writer want to to be shown to the audience and what they want them to take take away from it. And then you have this scene, two-thirds of the way into the movie, that explain all those things. And then you go immediately back to explaining the themes in the expert way that it's done throughout the rest of the movie. And I think it almost makes it more egregious because... Because so take take like a piece of shit movie for example right in like the in, cat in the hat 
No, that, that doesn't work false because they did it expertly. So it, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't work for. for anyways, this though, continue, Aaron. Yeah, sorry for the interruption, Geo. Um. Anyways, so t- take a movie like like Wish Upon, you know, like mm. that movie where the themes of the movie are like hammered into your head with a chisel and a hammer the entire movie, right? It's mm. there there's no subtlety, there's zero context for what the themes are other than the the uh the characters actually yelling it at you. And mm-hmm. and and it's like okay, yeah, like they're just telling me the themes, like whatever, I don't care. Uh-huh. But when I go through two thirds of your movie and I sit there and I watch it and I'm like, you are like th- they're doing an expert job at explaining pretty much everything in this movie yeah. and it's funny and it's done in a really interesting way and it and it, i'm super engaged mm-hmm. and then that scene hits and i'm like mm-hmm. you know yeah. like okay thanks guys like you know and then we get right back into it it seems like such a weird hiccup to hit it seems like such a weird yeah. point I, to I, hit I, I see what you're saying, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. no it, it, it's 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 interesting because it's like almost like I agree and I disagree at the same time. Like I, I see what you're saying, uh, and especially like how you mentioned, like where it feels like the movie so expertly gets to the emotional core mm-hmm. of the film and lets you empathize with Barbie literally within the first thirty minutes. You know, yeah. with the with the uh, obviously that tearjerker, the "You're beautiful, grandma" uh, grandma scene, and the tear. You know, where she, where Barbie like just sees all the pain and beauty of being alive and like the first Ruth and Mattel scene and the last Ruth and Mattel scene, you know, and, uh, and, you know, within that first 30 minutes, you, it's how, how well they balance, how artificial quote unquote, the, uh, the movie is in Barbie land, but how much it has to say as a movie mm-hmm. and whatnot. And like you said, like, I am also not a fan of like movies spoon feeding you, you know, I'm a big proponent of respecting the audience. Like you, you know, show don't tell but it's just funny like here i almost just didn't mind it like i don't know i see i really do see how specifically america ferrera's uh and her daughter's arcs and that scene or that like monologue feel unearned like how the daughter reconciling or whatever the term is with her mom Mm -hmm. uh like how that feels unearned and almost feel like it happens off screen but I feel like, I'd, like almost, it's almost separating it again from that point that Spence uh, brought up that I forgot that I did say that uh, <laughs> I would like to. I did say that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I don't want to separate it too much out of context because within the movie, I feel like everything was really just gently balanced, like really well gently balanced. I didn't feel like I wanted i I let if anything i left the movie wanting more of everything uh including the the messaging i don't know it just felt really nice like and i don't know being there with jalissa she really just loved that even like the monologues she you know there was tears in the eyes i I think we even talked with her cousin um she's uh she's like i think in her early 30s right now but um she you know she like shed a tear you know like it, it, it something that strikes a chord and i could see it like it felt like very nice and it felt like yeah, it didn't. It just, yeah, it's just weird. It's like I agree and I disagree. Like I see how it might feel unearned, but also just like as we were watching, it, like I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't mind. Like I didn't really care. I didn't even almost register. Like I, I, I get. I saw that they were, you know, she was explaining the the meaning, but I mean, it was for Barbie. I guess it was like you know, she was she's a Barbie. Like she needs to be spoon fed. Yeah. Or, or whatever you know. And um, I don't know. Just to maybe stay on my soapbox uh, and, and whatnot, just for just for a touch, just for a smidge. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just love overall messaging of the movie as a whole, you know, and just how they balance going back to how challenging this material is. Barbie, just even just being presented with this, how do you even approach it? But just using it as an analogy for how women or what women actually face in these days, you know, the high beauty standards caused by the media, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if I guess Barbie's arc is if Barbie's not pretty, and no one likes her, is life still worth living? You know, Barbie's existential crisis, so to speak. Yeah. Or Ken, even Ken's almost expert or like gentle uh, arc. Uh, you know, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a Ken? You know, is it being a Chad? Is it being buff? Is it being, you know, whatever? No, 
both of them, for both of them, it's just about being yourself. You are Kenuff, you know? You are Kenuff. And same with Barbie, you know, it's, I just really felt it. She goes on her quest to love herself and find out what it means to be a woman, you know, and Ken is Kenuff. You know, she doesn't need to live in the shadow of Barbie. It's Barbie and Ken. Barbie, period, I and did. Ken. I did love that when, when Ken was arrested and booked, his nameplate said, and Ken. Very nice touch. Um, <laughs> That's very no nice way. I, did, I missed that. I actually missed yeah. that. No, it says, and Ken. It's That's hilarious. Really That's um, hilarious. Yeah. All right. We're coming up on close to an hour, I think. Uh, so let's try to wrap up here. Um, I'll give my overall thoughts. Had a great time. Love seeing in theater. Love the energy that the audience brought. I uh, loved how happy people were. I loved the movement it had on social media. I loved seeing an original story crush it as much as this one has. Um, I loved how like uh, visually unique it was, how much effort was put into this film, how snappy and witty and funny it is. It's not without flaws. I you know I probably agree with Aaron on that one take. And then, you know, like again, it's not perfect, but it's a very, very good movie. I loved it, thoroughly enjoyed it. For me, it's an 8 out of 10. Aaron? Very interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit it up next. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of uh, agree with Spencer. Obviously, like I had my my problems with the movie. I had like, yeah, you know, not much else other than that one. That was the main big one that I had a problem with. Um, I don't think I'll be like scammering to like watch this again anytime soon. I don't think it'll. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe in like a couple years, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was a funny movie. Let me check it out again or something like that, but I'm not going to be running to the theater to see this again before it leaves theaters. Um, yeah, and obviously that one scene uh, that severely disappointed me, uh, but I'd have to agree with Spencer here. I think it's a solid 8 out of 10. Mm. Nice. Excellent. Right. Yeah. Excellent. That was, uh, again, what has not been said, the production design, design again, uh, nothing further. It feels like a genuine toy world. Attention to detail. I didn't even notice the and Ken. I mean, that's just one, again, just summarizes that point. Um, yeah, it feels like they balanced the Barbie land and the real world. That easily could have been, you know, too much of the real world or too much of Barbie land, blah, blah, blah. Expertly balanced that. I thought, um, yeah, everything felt like it just had gentle touch. I mean, Greta Gerwig has just truly shown herself within, like, almost a relatively short time and, like, with only a handful of movies, has shown herself to be just insanely versatile. Like yeah. just look at her at her uh, filmography or whatever, As, at, especially considering the era that we live in, where studios try to like kind of categorize directors in a box, like oh you're the horror guy, or you're the drama girl or whatever. She has really navigated that really well and just shown it how versatile she can be, and has just like really done it well, uh, done it amazingly. And uh, I love those Mattel scenes, Will Ferrell. Uh, all the suits, uh, the Jacques Cartier playtime. I mean, one of my favorite movies. I uh, really just love that uh, reference. Just had a blast. Obviously, the um, Umbrellas of Cherbourg all over this um, and everything. And just, I think one more point uh, that I did forget to mention. Uh, I do want to bring up it is that it is important also to acknowledge that, you know, when we are being spoon-fed whatever product placement and whatever, <laughs> like it is important. Mattel is a co-producer on this, you know what I mean? Like this is within the studio system. Mattel has openly expressed that they are trying to be the next Marvel. You know, they say they lost however hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, obviously Barbie fell off. Like they are going the Marvel route and they are obviously, you know, got their hands uh, within this at least, you know, like they saw how Disney did it and they yep. said, oh, let's just be self-aware. You know, that's the whole Will Ferrell thing. Uh, I guess one of the points we never brought up that isn't technically a criticism. Will Ferrell character said, uh, I'm going to keep the job as CEO even after I think Issa Rae had that one line where I said, well, let's not let it go back to being the same. you know." And then kind of nothing changes, at least with, within that and, and everything like that. And But still, with all that, it is a really fantastically enjoyable movie. I am so happy at this that at least studios can be shown that you can do IP because we're living in the IP era. You can do IP in an artistic way, you know, that doesn't wash any of the quote unquote sins or the, you know, the 
the corporateness of the movie away, but I doesn't wash away my enjoyment either because this was a fantastic movie. And I think I'm sad that I, I'm almost certain that the studios are going to take the wrong lesson from this, the Barbenheimer phenomenon, like where they're just going to shove two movies together, two opposite movies and just whatever, hope that, you know, like try and force anything. But, uh, but yeah, at least we got something good out of it. I don't know. This is a <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me. I really don't know what I would change. Yeah, this is a 10. Beautiful. A can, if you will. A can. Wow. A can. How about that? A, a can at a can? A can at a can. This has been the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Ken. I'm Ken. I'm Ken. If any of our uh, female listeners out there are looking to be a long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend, feel free to drop a comment in the on our Instagram post, maybe a little DM. I don't know. Just spitball in here. Don't bring an umbrella to a brainstorm, okay? <laughs> Spencer will read all I of just them. want to hear from you. I, I, will, I will read everything. <laughs> <laughs> all the Barbies. <laughs>